Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, 100.3 HD2. You can also take us on the go with the ESPN Chicago app. Be sure to download that ESPN Chicago app. And you can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Black and Abdallah are off tonight. Tyler Rocky in for the guys. They were in for Greeny today from 10 to noon. They'll also be in for Greeny tomorrow as well. So be sure to, if you missed any of that, Check it out on the podcast and tune in tomorrow, 10 to noon. We'll be live and local all day, starting with Cap and J Hood all the way through Black and Abdallah with me sitting in for the guys from 6 to 8 tomorrow night right here on ESPN 1000. So NFL free agency hasn't begun yet, but we're starting to see some of the wrinkles of free agency find its motion right now. You're looking at the franchise tag window opening up yesterday and... While this move hasn't been officially done yet, just the nature of how the franchise tag works, but I do think that the Chicago Bears got their first little kick in the nuts of free agency yesterday. And that was when the news came down that there is a 99.9% chance that the Washington Commanders are going to franchise tag Deron Payne. Now, Payne, three-technique guy, interior defensive lineman, who would have made a world of a difference with this Bears defensive line had they brought him in to this team to try to bolster up the worst defensive line in all football. You know, the way that things were shaping up for the Bears, the Bears could have controlled a path if they were to sign Payne to reverse themselves from being one of the worst defensive lines in all football to maybe find themselves inside the top five to ten defensive lines in football when you look at if they had brought in Duran Payne and then gone out and drafted someone like Will Anderson, you could have flipped that immediately on a dime there and really made things interesting for this upcoming season. However, that is not the case right now with Duran Payne likely headed back to the Washington Commanders, barring some sort of snag here, right? So here's the other thing when I look at this Bears team, right? 22 positions out there between offense and defense. And this team has zero studs, right? Right now, both sides of the ball, zero studs for this Chicago Bears team. Now, there's guys that you can build around on both sides of the ball. I think on one side, when you look offensively, you've got Justin Fields. Out wide, you've got Darnell Mooney. I think you've got one of the tackle spots short up with Braxton Jones after a promising rookie season. And then maybe you've got something with Tevin Jenkins at guard on the right side of the offensive line. Meanwhile, you flip to the other side defensively. Nobody on the defensive line, in all likelihood, is going to be on the next great Bears team. You move to the linebacking group. Maybe you have a little bit of something with Jack Sanborn, right? Looks like something that could be promising there. Then you move to the defensive backfield, which is probably the strength of the defense right now. Jalen Johnson, someone who could be a target for an extension this offseason. You've got Eddie Jackson, who saw a career resurgence last year before being injured. You saw some good things out of Jaquan Brisker as well as a rookie for this team. And then Kyler Gordon seemed to find his stride a little bit later on in the season as things progressed. But with so many things up for grabs, so many positions up for grabs right now on this Bears roster, both sides of the football. And with so much at your disposal as as well, got me thinking, all right, you're looking through 
the free agency pool. You're looking through, oh, who could be cut here or there. You're looking at, oh, who's this in the draft that you really like. And I'm looking at this and I'm saying to myself, all right, which positions for the Bears are best filled in free agency? And which positions for the Bears are best filled in the draft? And this brings me to what we saw from Matt Bone. He had his best team fits for the top 50 available players. You heard Waddle and Sylvie talking a little bit about it not too long ago. The other thing is that the Bears, in a list of 50, and having as much cash as the Bears have this offseason, in this list of 50, the Bears find themselves linked to just two names. Mike McGlinchey, who Matt Bowen projects as the seventh best player in this list of 50 best available free agents, And Draymond Jones, the defensive tackle from the Denver Broncos, he is the 16th best player on this list. Now, the Bears have nine draft picks heading into this upcoming draft, and they could even turn that into some more. In all likelihood, we'll turn it into some more. You could be looking at a Bears draft that's got double-digit picks in it, at least from the outset. Once things officially get going on day one and that first team is officially on the clock, I look at the different positions and say to myself, all right, where are you going and trying to find a free agent fit? And where are you going to try to find a draft fit? Let's start on the offensive side of the ball. We can skip quarterback because it looks like, for all intents and purposes, Justin Fields, whether or not you agree with it, will be the quarterback of the future for the Chicago Bears. Then we move into the backfield. Out goes David Montgomery, right? Doesn't look like he's coming back. We saw Field Yates put something out a couple weeks ago saying they were talking about some of the toughest Bears moves that are going to have to be made for the upcoming season. And it didn't look like Field Yates, who once upon a time worked with Ryan Poles in Kansas City. It didn't, didn't look like Field Yates was optimistic that the Bears would be bringing back David Montgomery. So that leaves you with Khalil Herbert. But as we look across football, we know every backfield's got at least two guys, right? Some even three. So looking at the running back room, this is a running back class that is flush with talent from a free agency standpoint. When you look at Saquon Barkley, you got Josh Jacobs, also a part of that mix as well. You see Miles Sanders, who came oh so close to winning a Super Bowl last year in the mix. Tony Pollard coming off of an injury last year, but he is someone that is certainly a very attractive player in the free agency market as well. So there's certainly a lot of names out there in free agency, but I'm going to follow the guide that Carmen and Yurko love, that I think a number of other bright NFL minds subscribe to as well. I'm not paying a running back. Don't care how good you are, I'm not paying a running back. I think the draft is the way to go from a running back standpoint there. Now he split out wide. You know, wide receiver, another position that... I think a lot of Bears fans, you look, you were getting into the mode of, all right, you got so much free agency money, you've got a ton of needs on your team, and you're looking to find that splashy receiver signing. Well, when you get into the pool, it's a pretty shallow one. You've got Jacoby Myers as the top-rated receiver, according to Matt Bowen, in the free agency pool. That's followed by Odell Beckham, Juju Smith-Schuster, and then you get down to guys like DJ Chark as well. So, Really not a lot of names that sort of entice you there. Now, something could happen via the trade as well. But when you look through that list, not a lot there 
that gets you going and gets you excited about, ooh, Ryan Poles can go out and spend some money and go get that guy, right? So that's where I'm going to opt to the draft again. I think you look at a lot of the offensive side of the ball. This team needs help at receiver, and I think Ryan Ryan Poles is going to address that via the draft. Could they look for a guy like a DJ Chark? Sure, but I think that any sort of free agent signing that this Bears team may have been interested in coming into last season for this upcoming offseason was probably is probably going to get shot down because of what happened with the Chase Claypool trade. Going out, getting a guy like Claypool, who you're hoping can be a number two for this team, and it doesn't look like it's going that way. But you're still holding out hope that maybe with an offseason of work with Justin Fields, maybe with some extra training with him as well, a full offseason to understand the playbook and what Luke Getze is trying to convey and put out offensively, that maybe Chase Claypool can get to the level that you traded him for. But because of that, I'd imagine there won't be a lot of money spent there. And in fact, if Chase Claypool does work out, that may be a guy that you're looking to extend and offer a new contract if he can revert back to the pass catcher that he was as a rookie with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now you move to the offensive line, right? Now, offensive line is a place where I think free agency is going to be most beneficial. You know, you've got some stuff that you've done in the past with the draft, right? You went out and you got Braxton Jones an offseason ago in the draft. You drafted Tevin Jenkins as well. Maybe not this regime drafted, but he's under the rookie window right now as a part of your team. So two guys right there, part of your offensive line, young guys that maybe you have some building blocks there. That, I think, gives you a little bit of leeway to go out and spend some cash. Now, who's it going to be? There's a lot of different names out there. We've heard the name Orlando Brown Jr. get thrown around a lot. Mike McGlinchey, who Bowen does put as the Bears, putting the Bears as the best fit for McGlinchey for this upcoming offseason. You know, the offensive line, I think, is where you're going to see this team spend some cash. Now, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Cody Whitehair as well. Because Whitehair is one of those guys who could be a cap casualty as well. Who knows? Does Ryan Poles view Cody Whitehair as someone whose best days are behind him? It'll be interesting to see because Ryan Poles, I think, has done a pretty good job of trying to retool and shuffle around this offensive line too. So Cody Whitehair is a name that may not be a part of this team next year, and you could be looking to fill three spots along the offensive line. And if that's the case, I think you'll see at least two get picked up via free agency. And that's where you're going to see a good amount of money spent and allocated because that's what Ryan Poles, that's his bread and butter right there. I think you're going to see a pretty decent overhaul of this offensive line because Ryan Poles wants to make it a collection of his guys. That's his baby right there. The offensive line He was an offensive lineman in Boston College. He was in camp as an offensive lineman with the Bears. And I look at what he wants to try and build for this Bears team. And I think he realizes it starts in the trenches. I think he feels comfortable with his quarterback right now. And as a result, go out, find a way to protect him. And going and trying to spend some money, get some guys with a little bit of veteran experience but also maybe aren't too old where they can still grow 
alongside Justin Fields. That is the ideal scenario there for this Bears team. Orlando Brown Jr. is the name that comes to mind for everyone. And if he does hit the market, obviously the Chiefs ties are there. And I look at the 26-year-old age next to him as well. That's a guy that grows alongside Justin Fields right there. But that's the offensive side of the ball. I'll get to the defensive side of the ball when we come back. But if you've got a thought, do you want to see the Bears attack this free agency by trying to fill more significant holes through the draft or through free agency? We know what the free agency crop is sort of looking like and what it could shape out to be as well. But would you rather see them attack more of their needs via the draft or free agency? That's the question for you. 312 332-3776. Tyler Rocky sitting in for Bleck and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. We will answer all of your calls coming up next right here on Bleck and Abdallah. You're listening to Bleck and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Black and Abdallah are back. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. On FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. See with you here on Black and Abdallah. Tyler Aki in for the guys tonight. 312-332-3776. If you've got a plan of attack for Ryan Poles this offseason. Talking about the draft versus free agency distribution with this team for the upcoming offseason. And I look at Ryan Poles. I mean, the offseason is, is his oyster, really. He's got the ability to do just about anything in terms of adding talent to this roster that is very depleted. I talked a little bit about the offensive side of the ball uh, a couple minutes ago, but now I want to get into the defensive side of the ball. How should he attack defensive players and free agency and the draft? So this all kind of comes on the heels of Deron Payne, right? Looks like, by all intents and purposes, the commanders are going to franchise tag Deron Payne. A lot of Bears fans were hopeful he would be the guy that they brought in to fill that three-technique void. I think it makes a lot of things easier for you if you go out and bring in Deron Payne, right? Like, you can fixate on one defensive guy in the draft. I think at that point, you're fixating on Will Anderson if you bring in a defensive tackle like Payne coming off an 11-and-a-half sack season with Washington on that ferocious defensive line. So, right now, this Bears team... They've got a ton of holes defensively. You can fill out pretty much the entirety of the defensive line. If we saw four new bodies out there, it would not shock me, especially with the news that the Bears released Al-Qadeen Muhammad over the last couple of days to free up an extra $4 million in cap space there. So without him a part of the mix, a guy who Matt Eberflus brought in, you thought this would be a guy that... The Bears would maybe get a couple of years out of just even from a culture standpoint. At a minimum, you thought, okay, you retool this team to get to where it is for this upcoming season. And then he becomes a depth piece, right? But after a lackluster season, started nine games for the Bears, appeared in 15, only produced one sack. Al-Qadim Muhammad, not a part of the, the mix for the Bears. So when we look at the rest of 
the list here of guys that can help the Bears along the defensive line. Javon Hargrave is a name that comes to mind. Now, according to Matt Bowen, his best team fit would be in Seattle. Now, Pro Football Focus also put something out that did list the Chicago Bears as being a fit for Javon Hargrave. Now, Hargrave coming off of the NFC Championship season with the Philadelphia Eagles, 11 sacks for Hargrave coming out of the middle. Now, just like what we see in Washington, this is a ferocious Eagles defensive line. Sometimes you wonder with some guys, okay, how much of it is the fact that you've got so many great players around you as well? When you look at the way that Hargrave's career has progressed early in his career, wasn't getting to the quarterback a lot, then produced a six-and-a-half sack season with, uh, with Pittsburgh, followed by a four-sack season with Pittsburgh, gets to Philadelphia. Four and a half sacks, seven and a half sacks, 11 sacks. So he's been getting better and better as his career has gone along. Now, he's also played alongside some talented pass rushers throughout this entire stretch as well. When you look at this season, Hassan Reddick was fantastic. Fletcher Cox as well for this Eagles team. And you look back to his days in Pittsburgh where he's playing alongside TJ Watt. So it takes away a little bit of the pressure for someone like Hargrave to go out and you'd need probably a stellar pass or stellar edge rusher to pair up alongside the a guy like Hargrave here. And he's a little bit on the older side as well, 30 years old. He'll be 31 heading into uh or rather he will be 30 heading into this next season. So it makes you pause a little bit especially for any sort of long-term commitment that you may find with someone like Hargrave. But at the same time, I'm looking at this Bears team. They've got a ton of needs, and you'd like to see them go out and try to win games and make a push for the playoffs next year. So I look at free agency and the defensive line. Sure, there's probably going to be one or two pieces that you see brought in via the draft. I'd imagine you'll look at one guy that the Bears front office is looking at to potentially be a starter, but then along the rest of the offensive line, or defensive line, I should say, you'll probably see a lot of guys that are getting brought in via free agency to try to make an impact. One of the guys that was brought up in this article from Matt Bowen, the number 16 player on the best list of on the list of best available free agents is Dramont Jones. Now I talk about getting guys that can build and grow along fields, along with fields. Now, even though he's on the other side of the football, one of the best ways you can take pressure off of a young quarterback is by limiting the amount of points they need to score. So while Dramont Jones isn't going to catch a pass from Justin Fields, he's not going to break off a big run to contribute to the offense, what he can do is make life easier by limiting the amount of points and maybe even limiting the amount of game-winning drives necessary from someone like Fields, who really struggled in that regard. Didn't put together a game-winning drive last season, a true game-winning drive. He technically is on the books for one, that game against Houston. But that wasn't really a game-winning drive from Fields. That was an interception set up by Roquan Smith that set the Bears up right there in field goal range for Cairo Santos, and the Bears sealed the win that way. So looking at Dramont Jones, six-and-a-half sack season a year ago with the Denver Broncos. He's 26 years old heading into this upcoming season. And as a third-round pick out of Ohio State in 2019, 
he's put together some impressive numbers here early on. And the other thing that's nice about someone like Jones is the flexibility he brings. He can be an edge rusher for you. He can be a defensive tackle for you as well. In fact, he probably, for the Bears, makes a lot of sense because you think about what is the Bears' biggest target in the draft with their first pick that they're going to make. It's kind of the conversation of Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, right? And with Dremont Jones, you can kind of flex them to wherever you feel comfortable. All right, you go out and you get Jalen Carter in the draft. Why don't we see a full season of Dremont Jones on the edge and see how that works? Or maybe you get Will Anderson. Then all of a sudden, it makes a lot of sense to put Dremont Jones on the inside. So having that flexibility, I think, is a big thing for this Bears team. And when you look at the sack totals that he's produced over his last three seasons, six and a half, five and a half, five and a half, has also forced a pair of fumbles as well in that time. So I look at what someone like Jones brings to the table. This is a name that really does intrigue me. I've seen Matt Bowen actually tweet out uh, a lot of clips about Jermon Jones and even tying him as a good fit to the Bears before this article came out. So I think allocating some money there would go a long way for this Bears team. So what do you think? 312-332-3776. Where do you want to see the Bears spend their money in free agency? And where do you want to see them target more pieces from a draft perspective heading into this upcoming season? 312-332-3776. We'd love to hear from you. Tyler Rocky sitting in for Bleck and Abdallah. All right, now we move to linebacker, right? Linebacker is a place where I think Ryan Poles deserves a little bit of credit for what he found last year. He went out and signed Jack Sanborn as an undrafted free agent. And I look at what Sanborn did last year, and it really did intrigue me of the prospect of him being a guy that takes a leadership role and steps up, being like that next diamond in the rough player for this Bears team. So a couple of interesting names here on the the free agent market. And it really depends on how much you believe in someone like Jack Sanborn moving forward. Was this just a flash in the pan? Or is this a guy that you can build around moving forward? He made a, a couple of all rookie teams, even though he played in a limited amount of games and was playing early on on special teams and underneath the shadow of Roquan Smith. So when you look at the linebackers, Tremaine Edmonds, an inside linebacker, Levante David, an inside linebacker, David Long, inside linebacker, TJ Edwards, inside linebacker, Drew Tranquil, also on the inside, and Jermaine Pratt as well. So when you look at what the Bears can maybe find from the free agency standpoint, it may be a little bit thin. So that's probably a spot where you're looking to draft. And the Bears have done a good job of developing linebackers over the years, right? You think about all the great Chicago Bear linebackers, and they've been homegrown products for the most part. Could the Bears find their next great linebacking core in this draft to build, hopefully, around a piece in Jack Sanborn moving forward? 312-332-3776. If you've got a question, if you've got a thought on the Bears in free agency and in the draft, Chase is on the south side. What's going on, Chase? Tyler, what's happening, bro? What's up, Chase? Not much, man. How you doing on this rainy evening? Well, I can see the, the puddles accumulating outside, and it really makes me not want to walk outside after the show. 
But uh-uh. there, there's nothing worse than the weather we got today. 30 and rainy. Nothing worse. Hey, but, hey, but I'll tell you this much. I'll, I'll, I'd rather have this than snow. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. I, there's nothing worse yeah. than, than snow, in my opinion. But, oh, man. All right. I'm to what do you got for us, Chase? But, uh, yeah, so I wanted to say, um, the, point out, the reason why I was calling was because I wanted to talk to you about the free agency. You know, the, the reason why, there's a reason why a lot of these guys are available in free agency. And this is the problem with free agency in football is that, you know, you, you know you, these teams end up, you overpay for these mediocre players who, you know, are good, but there's a reason why they're available. You know, they're not available because they're really good. They're available because something about them that the team didn't see well. Because it's most of, more times than not, good players aren't hitting free agency. Most times than not, you see teams hitting the franchise tag on them. Just like uh, paying from the uh, commanders, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe the, the tackle from the Chiefs, Brown. You know, those are good play- Those are Pro Bowl star players. And yep. more times than not, you're not going to find those guys available for agency. More times, you might have to trade for those guys and give up draft picks, which you don't want to do. Because what we saw from the last regime from Ryan Pace was he would uh, overpay for mediocre to average players, and that's what that's what that's how you end up in cap hell. So. The best case scenario, what you do, how you build your team, is you build through the draft and you use the free agency to add depth pieces to your team because you don't want to overpay for B to C level players. You know, like like I just said earlier, there's a reason why these guys are available free agency. It's not like the NBA or baseball. You know, in the NBA mm-hmm. you can overpay for superstar players, but in football you're not going to find superstar players to hit free agency. You're just not. It's just rarity. You know, and it's just you just don't want to do that because that's how you end up in in, in cap hill because you you're putting too much money into these players who aren't worth anything, and now you're stuck. You know, and you back to this. You know, you be like the Bulls again. You be like the Bulls. How they are? Are you overpaying for mediocre to average players? So that's my take on this whole free agency thing from 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 my perspective. You know, I don't know. You- Chase, you bring up an interesting point there, and I, I do agree with it. But I also think that the way that roster construction plays out in football nowadays, right? You got 53 guys on a roster. A quarterback, one of 53 on a great team, or a, if you've got a great quarterback, is probably going to take up about 20% of the cap. So mm-hmm. some of these guys just come down to a matter of are you able to pay them? Or do you have to, unfortunately, cut ties with them just because of what you're paying a quarterback? Also, in the case of the franchise tag, you only get one of them. So it's not like you can just go around slapping franchise tags on every player that is hitting the market on your team as well. So that, That's true. That's true. That's true. You're right. I do agree with you on that. But the point I'm trying to make is when you're a team like the Bears, that's like it, it'd, be, it'd be different if, the, if this was a Super Bowl championship contender where – you just get, you know, you, you can plug in here and there, and you're right there. But when you're a team like the Bears that's rebuilding and you're trying to build your roster up, you got to be very careful on how you spend your money because you don't want to just be getting players just to be getting it. You know, it's like the old saying, just because you got it, don't mean you just spend on anything. You know what I mean? You got you to be careful when you're a team like the Bears that's rebuilding. You don't want to just overpay for mediocre players because the, the margin for error right now for this team with the holes they have. Is very slim because of the holes they have on their roster. They're not in no position to be just throwing the money away to any old players just to say, hey, we need to do this. No, you got to be smart on how you spend your money because this is important. 
They have to be very smart on how they spend their money and how they draft, which is even more important. So that that's my point on is just they have to be smart. Ryan Poles has to use common sense. He can't do a Ryan Pace. He can't give out nope, I would 20, 30 million. He cannot give out $20, 30000000 million to the average player. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That's just my point. Right. Because what you say does make a whole lot of sense. But I'm just saying the Bears are not in that position to be overplaying, overpaying for mediocre players. They just have too many old, like for like like and I I'll say make this one point and I'll and, and I and I'll get off the phone. It's just like the, with the running back it's like Saquon Barkley. The Bears are in no position to be passing a running back. They got too many holes in the roster to be paying all this money to a running back, which Barkley is a great player, but you're not in a position to be paying a lot of money to a running back. That's my point. So yeah. that's all I'll saying. No, I appreciate but, um, it. All right. You have a good night, though. So have a good night, night Chase. That's Chase on the South Side, 312-332-3776. You want to talk Bears and free agency, Bears in the draft. You know, I saw an interesting article in Pro Football Focus, a 2023 NFL mock draft. But here's the catch. What would the first round look like if every single player in college football was available? Forget the fact that you have to wait three years to come out. If every single player was available, who would the Bears be taking first overall? Would they be taking a quarterback? I'll tell you the answer when we come back. Tyler Rocky in for Black and Abdallah. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. Black and Abdallah have the night off. Tyler Rocky in for the guys today. They were in for Greeny earlier from 10 to noon. They'll be in for Greeny again tomorrow as well. Be sure to check out anything you missed on the ESPN Chicago app. Just look for the Black and Abdallah tab or wherever you get the Black and Abdallah podcast. 312-332-3776. Talking a lot of Bears and the draft and free agency with you. So a couple other things that I look at when I am approaching this year's draft, right? So... We heard earlier this week on Cap and J. Hood, they have Albert Breer on every Tuesday, 8.30, and he gives you some fantastic football knowledge and insight and scoops. So one of the things that Albert Breer talked about was this idea of the quarterback class this year versus next year's quarterback class. So you look at the names that you're seeing pop up this year, right? C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson has worked his way into the fold now. And then for next season, it seems like all eyes right now are set on Caleb Williams and Drake May from USC and from North Carolina, respectively. So Albert Breer talked about which is more intriguing, the quarterbacks for this year's class or for next year's class? I would say like what I said earlier um, is a really important thing um, that, about like the 2024 quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to hear a lot about the teams at the top, um, the teams with coaches who have job security, studying both classes, studying the 23 quarterbacks and the 24 quarterbacks, and you know, like comparing and contrasting and deciding whether or not you should wait. Because I think this is an imperfect quarterback class. Like I think between Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson, you've got guys who've got talent. But, like, each guy's got a flaw that could be fatal in the NFL. And so, like, I think, you know, like, there's going to be teams that are going to look at this and say, all right, like, we're going to go and we're going to drill down hard on Caleb Williams and Drake May 
you know, and that's without even considering, like, there are talented guys who could put it all together, like Quinn Ewers at Texas or J.J. McCarthy at Michigan, like, where you look at them and you say, okay, like, that could come together, too. So I, I think this is a good, not great quarterback class, much better than last year, obviously. But each guy in this class has a, has a, has a flaw that could be fatal. And I think that that's going to cause teams to look at sort of the two-year outlay at the quarterback position with two guys in Caleb Williams and Drake May, who I think have a chance to be the types of guys who go number one in any draft. So you hear Albert Breer there talking about those guys at the top, and you've got Caleb Williams and Drake May, potential guys that can be number ones in any sort of class. Now... I stumbled upon this article on Pro Football Focus from Max Chadwick, and he writes about the 2023 NFL mock draft with every single college football player being eligible. In the NFL, you got to wait three years. It's not like basketball where you can go one and done. It's like baseball where you have to wait the three years and then you get into the ability to declare for the NFL draft. So would the Bears take... Caleb Williams, number one overall, if he were in this draft. Number one, here, Chicago Bears, no trades being predicted here. Number one, Chicago Bears taking Caleb Williams off the board out of USC, a quarterback who's draft eligible for 2024. Max writes, this is by no means an indictment of Justin Fields, who still could become a franchise quarterback. However, rumors are already swirling that the Bears may take Bryce Young in the actual draft and trade Fields. If that's the case, then selecting Williams here is a no-brainer. The reigning Heisman winner led all quarterbacks when throwing outside of structure in yards, touchdowns, and big-time throws. He'll have teams tripping over themselves to draft him in 2024. So you're going to get your, your tank for Caleb Williams moniker for this upcoming season in the NFL. But you look at some of these other names here. Number two goes Drake May. Number three is where you find the first player in this year's upcoming draft, that being Jalen Carter of Georgia. Then you've got Bryce Young out of Alabama, and then Will Anderson at five to um, the Seattle Seahawks. Um, But looking at this, I found it interesting that the consensus right now is that if Justin Fields, even if he is the guy for this Bears team, if Caleb Williams were in this draft, it's something that you have to ponder. Now, Caleb Williams, to the Bears' benefit, I think, is not in this draft. And you're not going to have to make that tough decision. But you still have a chance for next year, if everything goes wrong with the quarterback, that you can go out there and still have a chance to land a Caleb Williams next season, I think we'll know. I think we'll have a much more clear picture of what this Bears team can accomplish and kind of pretty much what their Super Bowl window is. And if it features Justin Fields, we'll know after this season. Because across the board, whether it's through the draft or free agency, this team is going to improve itself. It's going to improve on the offensive side. It's going to improve on the defensive side. I think just getting to average at a lot of positions, you can see this team take a five or six win leap. It's going to be, can they take the leap? And it's not necessarily overnight in one season. Can in two to three years, this team take a leap of seven to nine wins from what we saw this season with a putrid three? Can we take that sort of leap as Bears fans and as the Bears organization? So, Caleb Williams for 2024, 
certainly is someone that could make a lot of sense. And that is why I talked about this last week. For me, as great as it would be to go out and get some draft assets for this year when I think the Bears inevitably trade the number one overall pick, I'm trying to get as much 2024 draft capital as possible for a couple of reasons. One, you can trade back. Let's say you go out and trade with a team that does end up landing up the number one or number two overall pick. Then all of a sudden, if you find out Justin Fields is unequivocally the guy and a stud for this team, then you find out your answer. And if you think you're getting a King's Ransom for this year's NFL draft, you're going to get that and then some for next year when Caleb Williams or Drake May is the prize for a team and you don't need a quarterback. And not just that, you get into some of these other targets here. So when you get to number six in this draft of all college players, even the ineligible ones for this year, for a draft for this year, when you get to number six, that's where you find Marvin Harrison Jr., the Ohio State wide receiver who Bears fans are salivating over and would love to have on this on this team and would love to have as a target for Justin Fields. That could be the guy that the Bears go out and if they can't draft him, trade up and try to get him. So for me, I'm looking at this Bears team. You want to try to get as much 2024 draft capital as opposed to 2023. You're already pretty well stocked for 2023. You're going to have an extra third round pick or rather fourth round pick coming your way. You're going to have some other stuff coming your way as well when you trade the number one overall pick. So all of that could lead to some good stuff for the Bears moving forward. That's why I'm trying to get 2024 draft capital where I'm hoping the Bears are better and I'm hoping they're drafting more in the, the, the teens, hopefully the late teens, maybe even early 20s if they do put together something next year. But I'm hoping that the Bears are drafting in that area but also have a pick that can land itself inside the top 10. And if need be, you can go out and trade your collection of picks to try to go get someone and maybe move up your draft board a little bit. And I think it's a win-win too, Tyler, because you look at the whole quarterback situation, and we talked about it last week too, but again, if everything goes wrong, you can kind of hope, and if you get draft picks leading into next year, like you said, you can hope to get that top three pick, two pick, whatever, for Caleb Williams if the quarterback situation goes wrong this year. And if the quarterback situation goes wrong this year, Jake, like, you're going to be drafting in the top 5-7 next year. So you'll have that. Hopefully you'll have another draft asset in the first round. And if you do want to go up and get a Caleb Williams or a Drake May, you'll have this stock of picks that you can use at your disposal to try to move up. 312-332-3776. You want to talk Bears? You want to talk draft with us? We've got the song of the night coming up next. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's Home for Sports. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. talk with you guys a little bit later on how many quarterbacks would you extend right now in the nfl how many would you give a second or third contract we'll do that in just a little bit 
here on Bluck and Abdallah. Tyler Rocky sitting in for the guys tonight. You want to talk with us? 312-332-3776. Talking Bears and more with you here on Bluck and Abdallah. We'll get to the song of the night in just a little bit. But first, Big C's on the south side. What's up, Big C? Yo, what's going on, Tyler? What you got for us tonight? I got a lot for you, man. All right. <laughs> you get, you going to get some of the water and Sylvie tri- uh, treatment. Oh, all right. Let's see it. So, okay, then. Yeah, I see you. You're a huge Bills uh, fan, right? A what fan? Uh, you are a huge uh, Justin Fields fan. I, I wouldn't say I'm a huge Fields fan, but I, I believe in Justin Fields, yes. You believe in him, huh? Yes, I believe in Justin Fields as the quarterback of the future. What make you believe about him? What, what make you believe in him? I think the way that you see the splash plays take place, and in a league where I don't think efficiency matters as much anymore because if you can get big plays, it kind of takes away the necessity for consistency if you have the ability to get as many big plays as Justin Fields has provided over the course of his career. I think you're a smart guy. I give you that. But let me tell you this. I want you to, um, well, I, you know, I know people ain't going to do it. I know nobody's going to do it. But I would love to see Justin Fields and Jay Cutler driving record. You'd like to see what? Their what? Their driving record. Their driving records. Yes. Why is that? You know, when you break things down with Fields, have you ever thought about his head moving? Mm-hmm. The peripheral. Mm-hmm. Okay, you you try to play Mahomes like both of them play like in the Super Bowl when they came in motion, and then Philly jumped the route. They over pursued. Yep. But you saw Malone Mahomes. He looked them off. Right. Yeah. 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 Justin Fields could have never did that. Well, I was just looking at film of Justin Fields. Oh. Even on the play he missed early. This Grinding tape. I love it, he Big C. Hello? Yeah, I love it. You're grinding tape out there. Good stuff. Okay, but yeah, even when he missed uh, Komet in the flat or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the second, uh, he came back a couple of weeks later and he hit him. It hit, his head stayed turned that way. He didn't look off no defender or nothing. It was just a busted play. Yeah. Big C, do you know so, what time it is right now? I know exactly what time it is, but I'm just saying, though. It's how time for the song of the night. It? I want to rock! Hey, turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because dial. it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's song of the night. Yo, later. Tonight's song... Jimmy Buffett, Margaritaville. Nibbling on sponge cake, watching the sun bake. All of those tourists covered with oil. Strumming my six string on my front porch swing. Shrimp there begin at the bar Wasting away again in Margarita 
Margaritaville by Jimmy Buffett. Well, today is National Margarita Day. Happy National Margarita Day to all celebrating today. I'm a big frozen margarita guy. You're a frozen mar guy. I don't think I've ever had the, the frozen mar. But uh, margarita, I wouldn't say, is my, my drink of choice when I go out. But I will say... There's always someone who gets a margarita and it starts the marg train around the table, I feel like. It's one of those drinks you see it and you got to have one. Yeah. It also screams like summer's here too, right? Nothing like kicking back, got a nice marg on a patio. I'm here for that. But I wouldn't say it is my my go-to drink of choice, but it is certainly in the rotation right there. It's definitely like if you go to a Mexican place... Get your little tacos on the side, your chips and salsa. Boom, margarita. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. round it out. Round out that meal right there with a margarita. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you there, Jake. And, and I, I think, too, like the the margarita is something that can make a meal as well. But, but it wouldn't be my go-to. What, what is your go-to? Like you, you're at a, a restaurant. You just know you're going to get it. If it's on the menu, you're, you're there. You're getting it. Mine, for me personally, I'll go with an old-fashioned every single time. You know what? I've been really into ginger ale and rum. Make fun of me all you want. But ginger ale and rum Interesting. Interesting combo My there. go-to right now. Kendra, do you have a go-to? Yeah, frozen margarita for frozen me. Frozen marg. All yeah. right. What, what flavor are you going with? Um, strawberry. Strawberry. It's always a good one to start out with kind of hard to mess up a strawberry frozen margarita okay yeah well if the if the, it doesn't freeze properly like if you have a broken freezer i guess that's the one way you mess it up but that's yeah margaritaville jimmy buffett is your song of the night this this song came out in 1977 it did get all the way up to number eight on the u.s billboard hot 100 Got to number one on the Billboard Hot Adult Contemporary as well. And today is National Margarita Day, so we are celebrating accordingly with you here on Bleck and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Every night, right here on Bleck and Abdallah at around 6.50. I'll admit, this is the first time I've heard this song fully through. <laughs> I feel like it, it does, like, repeat itself over and over again. Yeah, but it's catchy, that, might, like, that might be it, but, like... I just feel like I hear bits and pieces of it. Not all together. This song also, big hotel song. Big hotel song. Margaritaville, Jimmy Buffett, your song of the night. Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Bleck and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. We'll talk quarterbacks with you in two minutes.